Hi, I'm James Brooks, and welcome to From the Factory Floor, a conversational podcast about all things startup and tech, brought to you by the folks at thestartupfactory.tech. So after a bit of a hiatus, um, we're back. So um, obviously, we're back to From the Factory Floor. I'm your host, James Brooks, and I'm on my own today from the TSF team, but I'm very kindly joined by... TSF's newest project, the newest startup that we've onboarded, and that's Andy. Hi, how are you doing, Andy? Hi, James. Yeah, how are you? You okay? Yeah, I'm not so bad. We're uh, it's in, sort of getting towards that Christmas spirit now, so it's uh, yeah, it's, it's a nice time of year. So obviously, a lot of people know all about me. So I think it's only fair that you get your fair chance to tell everyone uh, about you and about what your startup is. Yeah, no, absolutely. No, thanks, James. I appreciate the opportunity to do this as well. And um, yeah, so I'm Andy. I'm Andy Shuttleworth. I'm co-founder of CoStratify and CoPerceptuo. Um, so I've been in the IT industry about about 20 years. About half of that is uh, has been in consulting. And it's I've had a great career out of that, to be honest, over the last 20 years. I've, I've worked all over the world, you know, started out in the IT outsourcing world and then kind of wanted, always wanted that, that niggle of having my own business. Um, and you know that that's what I've done really, I suppose. Um, but um, yeah, more focused recently on kind of public sector charities, those sorts of organisations. I've worked with some massive conglomerates, you know, multi-billion um, size organisations. Um, I say North America, out in Hong Kong, um, across um, across all of Europe. Um, yeah, mostly at the, over the last kind of five, six years, concentrate really on, on the public sector and working a lot within NHS organisations, local government organisations. Um, and it's fantastic because they're, they're a really complex organisation to work with. And uh, I love that kind of challenge of those multiple pressures that, that come in from from um, from those sorts of organisations, really. No, because um, it's one of the things, obviously, when we started talking, I can't remember when it was now, it feels like uh, everything's moved rather quickly recently. But obviously, the fact that, obviously, you've got so much domain experience in both consulting and IT and, obviously, in the sectors that you're looking at that with your co-stratified business that you founded, that, obviously, when you came to us to discuss your new venture in uh, Co-Perceptio, it, it was almost a no-brainer that, we wanted to work with you. Obviously, you know you're, you know, very friendly, very amicable person. So, do you want to tell us a little bit about Copacetio and where the sort of the genesis of this came from? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. So, I mean, Co-Stratify as an organisation, that I guess you'd explain that as a uh, as a management consultancy. We we focus on IT strategy as part of that business. I've been around for about four years in that, and over that four year period, we've used this set method of um, kind of standard as is to be type um, approach to delivering consultancy engagements. And as part of that whole as is mapping, um, you know, with a client, um, we've we've managed to build out a, a really strong procedural way of doing that. And it's uh, built around a um, kind of a spoke data model mm. that we use to, as I collect various different aspects of Metadata really, I'd describe it about that IT service and how that IT service fits into um, the wider organization. And it felt like Coperceptual is just a natural progression from that, I guess, into an application, taking that data model, 
putting a front end basically on that and making it as easy as possible to get that data into that data model so that we can analyze that generate those those insights those charts and and um ultimately give clients that um information as to which to make decisions on the digital transformations whether they want to overcome a particular problem whether they want to make a business case for change um you know it's all of those sorts of different um elements of data that we can pull from that 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 gives that client that you know that kind of conversation starter with their execs or um you know gives them that kind of information to build those really strong compelling business cases Yes, it always felt to me, like a lot of the startups we've worked with before, and that it's a sector which seems ripe now for technology disrupts. Like consultancies have always done what they've done. Like I say, it's almost very, very cookie cutter in some ways. Like obviously bespoke to various clients, but the, like the core of what you do, almost like with some due diligence, is you know from my own perspective and my experience of. They're always like you ask there's a core of questions which you then build around to be able to actually make that work so actually finding a way of bring that into consulting in what is a huge market in a way that i don't think anyone's actually tried this before happen yeah and, and i think that you know one of the major things that we concentrate on here is it the ethics you know i think there are there are some organizations out there and that there are um kind of some of these consultancy engagements are led towards a product or a service sale at the at the end of that consultancy um, engagement. And we've always felt like, you know, in, in co-stratify, we don't want to do that. We want to, we want to actually be true client side advisors and, and be, you know, on the side of the client and whatever that outcome is of that engagement, you know, that's the answer. We're not, we're not leading to that towards a product. And we feel that, you know, by, bringing this this product to market you know we can put that in the hands really of um of the client to build this this set of data themselves and generate some of those insights you know and then if they want to then um get you know a focused set of insight on a particular problem then they can go out to a consultant they can go out to a subject matter expert and they can then act upon the data and the insights that they're getting from it but yeah no we, we don't believe there's there's anything out there that brings together the kind of i'll go through this in a minute but the the, the four areas really that, that we that we concentrate on which is looking at really how that it service is operating against best practice so there's all sorts of things out there, like cobit there's itil there's all sorts of other frameworks and measures that we that we we bring in um mm. and test the client against i guess to try and get a, a much stronger value value of that service out back into the organization um we look at why it is actually needed in the first place so where does that sit in the organization how is yeah. that used across a particular service or an organizational department and why 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 are they using it what's the need for that um we'll look at the actual cost of of it as well and that's one thing that when i first started doing consultancy a lot of consultants kind of shied away from because it was just too hard to get a view of actually you know where the costs would come from because there's so many layers to a to that cost analysis in it it's so mm. so complex to do that and then the last thing of course is we look at what the consumers of those it services think of it and how the, how it could be better really what do they want you know how where, where should the focus be um yeah. so yeah i don't think there's anything out there at the moment that's kind of bringing those four areas together that would give you then that um, you know, assimilate that data in such a way that give you those insights that then could generate 
business cases and things that a consultant would do that we would usually do as, as part of consultants <laughs> in our in our engagements you know yeah and it's because obviously to actually embark on something like this which like I say is, you know has the potential to really shake up how the sector operates towards it consultancy what's been sort of the challenges around actually doing that obviously you've got your background in it consultancy and being able to do this sort of at you know as yourselves and then now moving that into the more data the more platform based ideas what's been the biggest challenge that you've sort of dealt with like so far I know obviously it's quite early in the journey yeah we've had a couple I'll be honest we've had a couple of bites at this we have, <laughs> we have had a couple of bites at trying to get an application together I think we did something in in power apps kind of a couple of years ago and that was great but then we hit some challenges around the data model and the, the the data usage and how we're collecting that and then the, the the limitations of some of the some of the, the power apps kind of platform I guess in terms of what we were looking to do because it's quite a complex data model mm. um, that we're dealing with then we uh, we actually hired a uh, an offshore organization to do a, a, another a version of, of an application and I think to be fair I think we approached that in in the wrong way we're not we developers, although we're, you know, we've got a strong background in IT, we're not, you know, yourself, it's, there's, there's a different way of planning and structuring a, um, you know, an application development project. Yeah. Um, and we just didn't gear up for it in, in the right way at that time. Um, so, yeah, th- this is kind of the third bite, really, I suppose, at, at trying to get an application out there. And, and it has been, it has been difficult. We've learned a lot, though, over that, that three years of, of kind of trying to do this, I guess. Um you know, and that's that's what I like about the engagement we've had so far with with TSF. I think it's you know there's clearly a, a very very strong professional nature to TSF in terms of um, how we start the project, where the project is coming from. You know, what are going to be some of the key principles of the of the project? Okay, let's have a look at what you've done, but actually let's bring our ideas to this as well, and then let's plan that out, um, and let's get those user groups in place. Let's get the the agile testing methods in place, et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah, it's clear that there's a um, a very structured professional approach um, there, which which gives me every confidence. You know, this obviously that we're, we're going to get to a very very strong product at the end of this. <laughs> well, we try our best at least. Um, in spite of the podcast, <laughs> but um, but no, I think obviously when people come to us like yourselves, who've got so much domain experience, have actually tried to do this before, and you had so many learnings. I think you you made it very easy for us to actually understand what it was you were trying to achieve, being able to do the scoping sessions as we do them, uh, to actually understand the scope like say limit that down to the MVP and what really is needed and how we can then support with the testing, how we can bring in those methodologies to be able to get as much feedback as early as possible and then build that into the project so that when the MVP does go live in hopefully a couple of months time, Copacet shall be ready to fly and you know, you'll already have customers warmed up and ready, which is really what I think some people miss with MVPs, it should be ready to be used, should be sellable. It has to be yeah. minimum, minimum viable. The viability is, is someone going to pay for this and use it? It's the minimum marketable product almost at times is the old term that some people used. But no, I think I think so far the process with yourselves has been great and we're really looking forward to uh, developing and seeing what, the, what comes after the MVP as well. Yeah, no, likewise. And I think just on that, I think, you know, the... Um, 
the next step to this is is hopefully further in investment. I think one of the things that we've um, you know heard all the way along the journey of trying to get investment over the probably last nine months is traction. You know that word mm-hmm. traction, traction, traction. Every single conversation, if we if, you know if you got traction, it and and it's almost you know from an investor point of view they want you to have that kind of five ten clients on the platform already using it paying for it um you know and they want you to have proven i guess that you've got to the point where you've got an actual application you've achieved it you know you've you've you've, you've got something there so i get that um and that's what you know really i think we're looking for out of this out of this mvp as well it's not just of course getting a a proven valuable solution out into the market and making sure that um you know we're bringing the 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 market along with us in terms of um the use of that and the value of that as a, as a product in its own right but also proving to the market that actually we can we can do this we can get something out there and then we can go and get that those further rounds of investment to really build out some of those other features and functionality that that we think really fits nicely in the market yeah and that's that, like that is the whole point of the MVP, whether you're using it as your first basis of a product to be able to go out, sell it, get users on board, and whether it that's to prove the traction, like you say, that is something that a lot of the VCs in Manchester do look at in terms of customers onboarded, customer retention, churn, you know, the usual boring spreadsheets, all the financials that people look at. Is this going to be a viable business? And then obviously the money's then you go this is what it's for or whether it's even just bootstrap it if you don't want to look for further investment how far can you get without getting investment retaining your equity retaining your own sort of guiding principles without having to then take on board stakeholders and yeah. i think the approach that you and andy so there's obviously you and uh, your co-founder who is also called handy also called andy yeah two yeah. for one which um <laughs> you know i think the approach of build this get some customers on board when uh, when we eventually launch and then you know whether that's enough to actually keep you going whether you need to go and get investment obviously working with you through that whole journey with something i think everyone at tsf is uh, very much looking forward to yeah i mean the, the vision for this is massive like i think i feel like that's another thing that's been uh difficult at times just to pair it back into exactly what we what we're, we're trying to get investment for to be honest because mm. you know we've got we've got side projects going on as you know around you know working with the universities in terms of an ai chatbot uh, that potentially could be bolted on at some point in the future based on this data we've got real strong vision around this being a data analytics and insights platform in its own right that could give trends out into the market you know in, in a sector and kind of inform some of the market challenges almost certainly from a public sector perspective so um you know we've got some real strong ambition around this and um yeah, but let's obviously let's 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 nail that first bit uh, first as part of that MP, MVP. Let's get it out there and let's let's get people testing it and using it and um, get it out as a product. But yeah, I'm I'm really excited, really really excited as you can tell. No, I was, this is always for me the most fun part of the journey. It's very discovery focused. There's obviously bits of tech. There'll be tech challenges that we have to overcome. There'll be user feedback that we never expected. That you know, you and I will be discussing into the wee hours trying to work out which bits need to get built into which bits are for the future roadmap and looking like you say there's so much scope as to what co, co- can actually achieve 
And that's one of the reasons why it's so exciting, because consulting is something which is so manual, it's so heavy, that actually having a solution like this can be incredibly disruptive. And like I say, the sky's the limit in terms of what you can really achieve. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that it's a good point. I mean, that, that traditional approach to consultancy, you know, in terms of putting four or five people on a project, you know, going doing that that discovery, speaking to, you know, tens of users, I guess, in the organization, as well as um, canvassing um, uh, opinion, understanding from all of IT in terms of how IT is operating, um, getting all that background information, assimilating all that information, just getting that understanding. It can take four or five weeks. It can take, um, you know, thousands, tens of thousands of pounds potentially off a consultancy engagement when actually all you're doing as a client is 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 handing over that that information to uh, to an organisation to be able to then do something with. So yeah, absolutely. If we can bring Copeceptual into that market and and give that to clients where they can, you know, we can guide them through putting in that that information that is needed by a consultancy and and even getting some of that those early insights, like I said before, mm-hmm. out from that application um without necessarily needing a consultant then then brilliant and and by the way you know we're not saying this is going to replace consultants I, I i think we'd be we'd be silly to say that um i think it's a very very long way off in terms of being able to kind of replace consultants um but you know i, I think it's um yeah it it could they could disrupt that market it, it, you're right it, it could disrupt that kind of way of engaging with consultants potentially um you know in the future by having this there as a set of knowledge that could then be used by consultants as i said and those smes to kind of you know those subject matter experts to be able to then um give some focused advice on a particular problem that they have in or uh, look at that data and strategically you know intervene in a, in a particular point that says you know you could be doing this in this way and that will give your end users this value you know mm. and, and so yeah no i think there's a there's a there's a there is a big play of that in terms of around that in terms of disruption absolutely yeah i think it's and i say that's what i really like i've done some consulting myself i know what it's like and like i say to really provide your provide the clients with a way of having early insights having the data ready really you know strips down the time that you need to spend so that actually the focus is on getting those consultants getting those to actually do what you want them to do rather than doing that grunt work and getting the data and putting it together and giving some slides this is the problem and then you get the value out of that rather than just saying you know we need to do all the all the bits before that and you're going to be paying for that as well so yeah i mean i know i'm just i'm just conscious of the time as well and obviously we're, we're very busy at the moment in terms of building you're obviously trying to run the business also you've had a like you say you've had a very long journey with this from obviously the designs through to the first the first version you were going with to obviously where we're up to today which is literally about to embark on the mvp build is there any bits of advice that you'd really want to give to founders that that you'd wish that you'd got when you first started the journey um i think i think we're probably a little bit early to be honest to be giving advice really i suppose in terms of two other um to other founders but I, I i i don't know i guess i guess say just just keep going and i think keep learning you know i think that's it if you if you come up against the blocker um it's not the end 
it's not the <laughs> end. You know, we've had we have multiple kind of we've gone for grant money. We haven't got grant money sometimes. You know, um, we've had um, you know I said before the kind of some of the failures with the the applications that we've built and the investments that we've made. Very easy to give up in that in that three year period and go okay, well, we can't we, we we just can't do this. I mean, it's, that's not the case. You know, it's you just got to keep just got to keep going and 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 look at that next challenge what you're trying to achieve and go okay right okay let's replan let's refocus um and, and let's let's go after that and um and i say you know surround yourself as well by people who who've had this experience before and and know what they're know what they're doing in effect you know i think you know um a very simple example of that is had some great input over the last nine months in terms of like just pitch decks you know simple stuff around pitch decks how to how to frame your pitch um you know just just very simple stuff like that so um yeah but but keep learning get get the surround those you know surround yourself with those people that know what to do and 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 keep learning learn from them and uh, and just keep going yeah i think that's honestly of all the advice that we give to founders that's always the one that's the most important so you might say you're on the journey, but that's the, the biggest piece of advice is if you've got an idea and you believe in it, like you say, if you just give up at the first hurdle, you might well, you know, there's always the pitch of, you know, digging through a wall. Eventually there's gold on the other side. You don't know how far it is, but if, you've got, if you stick to it, you'll eventually, you should get there. You're going to have blockers. You're going to have things that get in the way, but if you believe in it and you can show other people to get other people to believe in it, and having those people around surround you to get you over the, you know, there's always going to be hurdles, going to be challenges, going to be hard times, like you say, not getting grant funding is, can often stop a lot of people. So I can't fund this, can't do it. There is always other ways to do things. You know, we've looked at crowdfunding for other projects. We've looked at investment. There's fam, fam, friends and family rounds. There's angel investors. So many things that it's worth just pushing, get as far as you can. And, you know, Wait until someone genuine, you know, you go into a market, it doesn't, and it flops. Either learn from why and learn why it didn't. Yeah. And then build that into the next thing and just keep going. It's that tenacity and stick to itiveness that has always made the best founders for us. You know, actually, people get out, they go and sell, they learn what didn't work, and then they use that to go into the next round. And I think, obviously, you and Andy have really shown that with the journey you've been on with the funding, with the application you've already like built. Look, but the thing is, you've had it built, you learn from it, you've still got people who are interested for user groups. So I think it's a real credit to you and the other Andy to actually be at this stage, ready to go with the journey that you've been on. I think you should really take great credit from that. And it's one of the things that obviously the guys here, when we looked, obviously first spoke to you is, you know, you've been on this journey, you've done it, you've tried, you've failed, you've come back, you've learned. It's one of the things we really like about you guys as founders and we look for in other people. They've tried tried stuff, they've learned from it, and they're still going. Yeah, thanks, James. Yeah, no, hey, thanks. You're very welcome. And, uh, yeah, that, so that's us for today. So um, I'll give you a, a last little moment. If there's anything you want to say to people listening who wants to get in touch, who's potentially interested or potentially wants to be like part of the user testing, how can uh, people get hold of you or speak to you? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah, we'd love to hear from people that are interested in being involved in that initial user group and, and testing the application. Um, we um, obviously have a website, www.coperceptuo.com. You can find out a little bit more um, about what we're trying to do there. 
Um, but also, um, yeah, I'm on LinkedIn. Um, and um, yeah, I'm sure I can uh, give some contact details out if you if you reach out to James and the TSF team. Yeah, yeah, and we'll put we'll put all the links onto the uh, description, which will be somewhere down below, which is what usually usually said these things are. But no, Andy, thank you so much for your time. I know how busy you are at the moment, obviously with uh, getting people on board with testing and obviously feeding into the team as well. So thank you very much for your time today. No, thanks for having me on. Much appreciated. And and hopefully it's not been uh, that bad that you don't want to come back when we finish the MVP and uh, tell us how the journey's been once you got to that stage. Oh, no, I'd love to do that. Yeah, I'd love to do that. <laughs> yeah, let's do that. Uh, thank you very much, Andy. And for everyone who's uh, still listening, thank you very much. And we look forward to talking to you on the next one. I think that just about wraps things up here. If you have any thoughts or questions on anything we've said today, get in touch, whether that be through our Twitter, at RealTSF, or email at hello at startupfactory.tech, or... Feel free to drop in for a coffee and a chat. As ever, thanks for listening.